Good afternoon and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader. I'm joined today by the lovely Martha from Word Candy. She is a extraordinary SEO and uh, copywriter and we're here today to talk about writing conversational copy. Now, Martha, tell me all about what is conversational copy and why should we use it? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Nicola. Um, conversational copy is the type of writing that we see all over the internet. So we see conversational copy on websites, we see it in email sequences, and we see it on social media. And it's just a way of, of having a conversation with your ideal client in which you speak to them and not at them. So you're, the way that we write conversational copy is we say that we try to write the way we speak only better. So we take out all the ums and ahs and you knows and, and we just focus on the message um, that we're trying to get out there in a friendly and approachable way. Yeah, that's amazing because you can tell the difference. I know when I go to websites and I have a real feeling that um, they're not selling to me, they're trying to help me in a problem I may have and providing me with, um, it's like an authentic brand voice, isn't it? You really can tell who you're dealing with through conversational copy. And and I think there's some the really good there's good points to it in regards to a website. People I know that have copy on the website that is just, we are this, we are great, we are awesome, we do this. It's not conversational copy, is it? Because you're not having that two-way street with your customer. Would that be right? Yeah, it's not conversational. And it also isn't sort of identifying a problem and a solution that you can offer. If you're, if you're just telling the person that's reading the website, all the great things about you. That's sort of like, okay, so what, right? So the secret to writing good copy is to identify what those problems are and identify the solution that you offer. Mm -hmm. um, and the conversational tone just goes along with that sort of um, ability to solve the people's problems and make people realize that you can solve those problems. Um, conversational, a conversational tone can be different for any business, right? So, you know, I've written copy for doctor's offices who still want to have that professional vibe, but that doesn't mean that you have to get into like professional speak, right? You can still speak the way you would talk to somebody if you're explaining about your doctor's office or about your very professional business. Um, just in a way that sort of welcomes the person into a conversation instead of just being told about what you're doing. So big companies like DocuSign and these big multinational companies write in a conversational tone. It doesn't mean unprofessional. Mm -hmm. It means all of the words that you want to describe your tone of voice and then delivered in a conversational way. Yeah, and, and I've noticed more and more websites, uh, whether it be that they're starting to use copywriters now or they're just taking the time to really invest in their words, mm. um, I'm really seeing a difference. In the old days, you just have that one page on your website at the beginning and it would just say how great you were. And people never really got to know or understand how you could solve their problem. They had to dive so deep before they even got that. And yeah, or even, or like ring you, right? Because now we're going through this time where people want to get all the information before they get into a phone call, right? 100%. So 
And lots of us have, you know, uh, you know, sign up for a meeting with me online. You don't even really have to talk, <laughs> but that means that you as the business, if you're not engaging, you know, in an authentic and conversational way on your website, people aren't just going to look past that and go, oh, I'll call them. And then that's your opportunity to show them what you're about. You need to be able to show them what you're about through the messaging on your website because so many people will not go any farther than that. That is so true. And they will validate whether they feel you've hit their pain points pretty quick. And um, yeah, and I find that it doesn't mean that you're right. It doesn't mean you have to be, hey, what's going on? You know, it, it's more talking to them in what's authentic to you, whatever language that is. And a copywriter, a professional one such as yourself can find that tone for a business. And it doesn't have to be all done by yourself. It can be done by a professional because you know what a business, their pain points are, and you can talk to that. And I think that that's why um, SEO and SEO is so important through writing of those words now, because that's how you get found and that's how you get seen. So it's creating um, a messaging that hits a pain point that you provide a solution to, making sure those keywords are throughout your copy. So you do get if you're doing blogs etc which I know you focus on as well because blogs yeah. are very important in search now yeah. um, now I know you've got tips for some of the small business owners that you work with um, there's around six tips that you would highly recommend people look at what let's start with those what would you say yes and I, I'll just touch really quickly on the, the SEO piece um, so as an SEO copywriter I work in the client's keyword for, you know, a page or for a given blog post, naturally into the important parts, the header, the page title and, and the content. I work those in naturally into the content. Mm -hmm. So what we used to see with copywriting and SEO was word stuffing, right? So that's where you would say, I want to buy like a jumper with a cat on it. Right. And you, you would Google cat jumper and then something would come up. A website would come up to say, welcome to Tony's cat jumpers. We sell the best cat jumpers for all the people in the world looking for cat jumpers. Get your cat jumpers here today. And so that's what SEO used to be. Yeah. Um, Google now wants. So Google's job, right, is to connect people with answers to their questions. Mm -hmm. And Google rewards websites that make it very clear what's on each page and what is the sort of crawlability of the site. Is it easy to use? Is it regularly updated with substantive content? Mm -hmm. And the way that you tell Google that is by, you know, updating regularly with your amazing blogs and including those keywords naturally in the copy. And that's where I think non-copywriters really struggle. Mm -hmm. and, and so what I tell people is like, you know, you're really good at, at cutting hair or selling your thing or whatever it is. So you do that and I'll do this part because it, it's not just a thing that is uh, like comes naturally to us. No, so, it's, not, it's definitely not a natural thing for people, especially small business owners, like you're saying that are maybe service orientated and it's not their bag to sit there for an hours at night trying to make up copy. It just- not, and, they, and they don't like it and they feel weird about it and they hate it. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can have this fight with yourself and 
and it's, it'll be hard and it'll be tiring and it's the end of the day and you keep putting it off or you can get someone to help you with it. And it yeah. just, it's, it just is a relief to people. I think when they read something that, that, you know, I've written or another copywriter has written and they're like, oh, this is what I, this is what I mean. Right. Yeah. And it, Oh, and they're wow. like, this is me. You're talking. Yeah. It's yeah. just like me. I've written yeah. it. Yeah. So I sort of talk about being like a copy ventri ventriloquist, yeah. right? So I can like take on the persona of that business and write on behalf of that business. And and if you're not a person who loves writing, it's just such a relief to not have to do that. Yeah, 100%. It's a, and that's why I say to my clients, it's about investing in those areas where it, it will lift you up because ultimately it will allow you to then focus on making more money for your business. Instead of you being frustrated and hating your business, sitting there all night trying to write copy for a website, you hate it, you hate your website and you just end up being discouraged by the whole thing. So it's either um, finding help with a professional copywriter or investing in the time to research what you do need to be putting on there and yeah. making sure that you you're at least putting um the effort and the time that you're doing in the right way mm. to create um some sort of copy that has your brand voice to it yeah um, so, yeah, so back, to, back to those tips what if yes. that are great for small businesses because this is what's going to get them started on the road to at least exploring what copy looks like for them absolutely and so you know i i put a lot of effort um, on my instagram page to help out people who are just starting out and who want to DIY their copywriting. Because I get it, when you first start a business, you can't be spending money left and right. Um, so if you are in that camp and you're DIYing your copy for the moment, I do have some tips um, and there are six. So remembering that conversational copy is, um, you know, a, a method of writing where we write the way we talk, only better, right? So what we're going to try and do is think about the way we want to come across. I recommend that, this isn't one of the tips, this is a pre-tip, I'm sorry. I recommend that people write down a couple of words to describe how they want to come across. And most people are like friendly, approachable, professional, knowledgeable, whatever, right? So it's good to just have those in the back of your mind. Um, if you have like a super edgy brand voice, that's great. And you can bring that into it. So just identify what those are. Um, you know, the three words that you want people to think of when they describe your business. Um, and then the first tip that I have is if you are writing any piece of copy, whether it's website copy, a blog post, an email sequence, whatever it is, I want you to think of one person in your target audience. So think of that avatar and write to them, okay? And people say, but I have lots of client avatars and I have lots of target audiences and that's fine, mm -hmm. but only one person is reading the thing that you're sending at a time. Mm -hmm. So you can't address the masses because you want the one person that's reading it to go, oh, she's talking to me, right? Or he's talking to me. So think about a person, you think about your favorite client or your, the, your dream client and write to them. Just, you know, write to them and don't think about everybody else. So if you imagine you're writing a letter, right? Just to that person. Um, that will make you get rid of a lot of those sort of group, um, that kind of group mentality where you're like, I wanna to talk to everybody. 
the, the person who's taking in your copy is just one person. So just write to one person. Use the word you in your copy. When was the last time you, right? And don't address like small business owners or whatever it is. You is the target of this copy. Yeah. Um, that makes people re think that like, you know, they can respond and, and come back to you and ask questions because you're talking directly to them. So that's tip number one. Love that. Tip number two, and this is, so I used to be an English teacher, right? And one of the things that we teach in English is not to start um, sentences with conjunctions, right? So words like and and but and, and all of those words that you, you know, wouldn't dare start a sentence with when you're in high school and university. This is a very different type of writing. So using conjunctions like and and but at the beginning of sentences makes your copy flow. It makes, it, it connects the next sentence with the previous sentence and kind of feels more like a conversation. Mm. So like I just started in this conversation, I just started a sentence with so. So you can use that to, you know, get your message out. But what you don't want to do, right? So when we're talking, we start sentences with conjunctions and we can do that when we're writing conversationally. If you're reading something you've written and you're like, it just feels too stilted, mm -hmm. look up a list of conjunctions and see, can I add a conjunction at the beginning of any of these sentences to make that connection to the previous sentence smoother? Mm. That's tip number two, use conjunctions at the beginning of sentences. That's a great one. I mean, because I think we all get lost in our English, don't we? We get lost in what we know and um, we get, we think, oh, people are going to judge us if I'm writing that way. And that yep. I read so, yeah, so much copy like that now. And it does. You so, yeah, it really, I just said so a hundred times as well. Um, it does create that continuance, doesn't it? And makes, um, it makes for great copy. So that's an awesome tip. I love that. Yeah. And look, don't do this at the start of every sentence, but if you, you know, I'll often be editing something I've written and I'll go, it just doesn't, like, it just feels a bit too um, clunky or just sort of not smooth enough. And if I rework the sentence or pop a, a conjunction at the beginning of a sentence, it kind of makes it just smooth, right? Okay. Um, all right. Tip number three, and this is something that anyone can do is use contractions in your writing. So contractions, if we remember from uh, middle school English, are when instead of saying, do not enter, we say, don't enter, okay? You know, I cannot do that, I can't do that, shouldn't, wouldn't, it's, all of these are contractions. When we're speaking, we speak, using contractions, very rarely, unless we're yelling at our kids, do we say, do not put that there, yeah. right? Yeah. We say, don't, don't put that, please don't put that there. So using contractions in your copy everywhere is, you know, highly recommended if you're wanting to sort of boost that conversational tone. It's more natural and it sort of mimics the way that we speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because I mean, the only time we really use it these days is, you know, do not in capitals underscore when you're talking about your kids or you're writing a sign, <laughs> which is like danger, do not. Yes. yes. And I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a command, right? Yeah, exactly. And we're not giving commands here. 
we're having a conversation. Yeah. So those contractions just soften your sentences and make them a bit more, like a bit less intense mm-hmm. and sort of a bit more palatable to the reader who is like, yeah, I, yeah this is the way we speak. So, yeah, so that's how we're going to write. Um, number four is um, use simple language. Um, if I think a lot of us, when we start writing, we're like, I'm putting my professional hat on and I'm going to use jargon and I'm going to use, you know, maybe a word that I got out of the thesaurus and not like a word that I just had in my head. Um, But that simple language really kind of makes people, I mean, it makes people feel welcome. It doesn't exclude people who maybe don't know that language or don't know that jargon. Um, but it, it just kind of makes your copy just a bit more relaxed. And again, like the biggest businesses use this conversational style. Um, jargon and really big impressive words have their place, but that place is not, you know, on the internet where you're trying to create a connection with people. Yeah, and and people are scrolling, people are reading blogs on their phone, people just want to get involved and get in and out and take it. They don't want to be, yeah, yeah, trying to figure out what it is they're reading. Mm, Yeah, it's, it's, you know, in, in every industry, there are going, there's obviously going to be some terms that you have to use, right? And there are some terms that if someone's looking at your website, you can assume that they know what it is, or you can just explain But what we're trying to do is be inclusive, open our doors to people who don't know about our service. And the way to to not make people feel welcome is to make them feel stupid because they don't know the word that you're using. So simple language. If you can say what you need to say in six words, say it in six words. Don't say it in 27 words, right? We want to be economical with our language so that the message doesn't get lost in all the blather. Yeah, there's no point um, fluffing it, is there, to, to just add words that don't need to be there and, yeah. and just to create this, yeah, because people want to, as I said, they want to get in and out, they want to read it, they want to understand it, they want to get it, but they don't want to continually go through words and words when they don't need to be there, those words. That's what I find. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I've been it, guilty of that myself, of trying to, I write and I write it and it, and then I'm thinking, no, people are trying to read that. They don't need all that extra bit around yeah. it. They just want the information. Yeah. And, and this is a, just a bit of an aside, but when it's really important, if you're writing either words on a website or on a blog post or whatever you're writing to realize how people consume um, words on the internet, right? So they look at if it's an article or a website, they go through and look at the headers. So that's where you're going to want to make sure that your um, SEO keywords are appearing naturally. But you also want the person to basically be able to get the gist of what's on that page by scanning the headers. And then they go back and read the copy, right? So if we, if we have these big blocks of text where we're just like waxing lyrical about hairdressing, no one's going to read it, right? So we need to direct people's eye with these really punchy headers and then some really strong body text to bring the person down the page. And then you direct them to where they need to go to learn more or find out about your thing. It's, it's as much 
um, a copywriter's job to write the words as to take someone by the hand and show them the way through the website to the solution or the thing that can solve their problem. It's exactly right. It's the journey, isn't it? It's the customer journey. Because I learned um, a while back when I was doing my website and people were looking through it for me in regards to, I tended to love everything in blocks and justified just yeah. the way I was, but yeah. it was not good reading online because I loved from when I used to write essays and things, I would love it in block, justified and everything looked beautiful. But for online reading, it was ridiculous. It yeah. Just people yeah. straight away, you could go, nah. So when people looked through it for me, they were like, no, it's it's a journey. It's your header. It's where's the problem? Where's the solution? Getting it down. And then what's the next step they take? And then yeah. going to that journey and then following it through. And it just changed my world when I realized it wasn't about what I thought about these beautiful justified text things with all my beautiful writing in there. No one gave a shit about that. They wanted to know how am I going to solve it? What do they need to do to find the answer to it? And where the hell do they go to get it? And, mm. and that was it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if you found this, but when people start out with their about page, they're writing about themselves. You know, and I love long walks on the beach and my dog's name is Coco and like nobody cares, no offense, but what your about page is, is about how you can help the customer, yeah. right? So everything that's written on a website is about, is about how to solve a problem for the customer, you know, mm -hmm. and you can make that about, you know, some parts of your life and your business. But what we don't want to be doing is giving like, you know, an essay about our life and how we got to this place. And like, it just doesn't matter if you've got someone, generally the user journey is home, about, services, etc. If someone's gotten to your about page, you need to get them through that about page going, oh, okay, she's done this. That means that she can help me with this. She's done this. That means she can help me with this. She can solve this problem. I wonder what her services are. And then you get off that page. So it's it's all about every word of a website is about how you can benefit the person who's reading it. It's not yeah. about you. Yeah, that's Which, exactly right. And, and I try and say to my clients, because I work with them on finding their um, their why, their what, their who, and all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. and, and trying to tell them that that is how you translate your marketing message and get a marketing message that converts. You have to understand that process, how your business offering solves a problem and how all of that. And then once you know that, you can come to a professional copywriter mm -hmm. and you say, look, here it is. This is my why, what, how, who, where, and yeah. this is what it all means. And then a copywriter can take that information and create copy that converts because yeah. you've got all of those solutions there. And that's what I try and work on because it is very important to not just put up fluff, but actual, this is my why, why I'm here. This is how I'm going to solve your problem. This is why you should work with me because I can solve your problem. Here's my social proof, you know, yeah. things like that. It's a journey and people just need to, once they've done that work, I think the copy will come um, and either through a professional who can take all of that work you've done and move it into professional copy that will convert because that's ideally what you want, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Um, okay, I have another tip. And yes. this, is a, this is a writing tip that I used as a teacher and as a writer and I use it as a copywriter every day. You must read what you've written aloud 
and you must hear how it sounds. If you feel like a loser reading it out loud, you need to, to delete it and write it again. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, you know, there's a lot of sort of really um, sort of try hard copy out there that just really sounds unnatural. And I, I know what the people are sort of going for, but sometimes I'm like, okay, uh, you know, okay, just, just let's just calm down. <laughs> you're not that excited that I joined your email list. Like you're not that excited about it. You can just be like, thanks so much for joining my list. Here are all the benefits of being part of this list. Yeah. Right. And then give them value. It's value, value, value. So yeah, read it aloud, make sure it sounds natural coming out of your mouth and it, and it sort of goes with the, the persona that you are um, associating with your brand. And also the read aloud gives you a chance to hear if there's repetition, um, if you've started the sentence in the same way, like three times in a row, or if you've used the same word too many times, it just becomes more obvious when you read it out loud. So I really recommend doing that. And then also run it past, you know, your friend or your business coach or your partner or somebody that, you know, could potentially be interested or have some knowledge about what you're talking about and go, you know, how does this, how does this read to you? How does it come across? So getting some advice, either from a professional or just a user can be really helpful. Yeah, we, we um, in our office, there's no judgment here if people talk to themselves because um, we do a lot of copy when it comes to Facebook advertising and sales pages, et cetera. So for um, ourselves and our clients, but um, only small amounts. But when we do it, you, we go, you look over and, it, you know, people are talking to themselves and you're like, oh, right, okay, you're just going through, you know, because there's no judgment if anyone talks to themselves in this office because we all do. But you're right. When you hear it aloud, it sounds completely different than it does in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, if you feel embarrassed reading it out loud, then it's not your voice. No. Right. So you just find those bits that you're like, Oh God, and just tweak them <laughs> a little bit to make it feel a bit more natural. Um, okay. This is the final tip, Nicola. Number six. Yes. Use simple sentences. And when I say simple sentences, if you, again, go back to English class, we have simple compound and complex sentences. I'm not going to go into all of this, but simple sentences um, give the reader like a break, right? So I've got a little thing that I'm going to, a little example that I'm going to read to kind of give you to explain this, right? So we say short sentences are easier to read. See, like these. They give your eyeballs and brain a break. This means that when a long sentence comes along, you're ready. So it's that really nice mixture of short sentences and longer sentences. The little ones, the shorter ones give you, give you a bit of a break. You don't have to really work hard to digest what's in them so that when you get to a longer sentence, you're ready, like you can cope with it, <laughs> right? So, so don't be afraid to break long sentences up into shorter sentences. And then you can use one of those um, conjunctions at the beginning of that sort of little mini sentence. So those 
you know, as simple and sort of plain language as you can use, that, that's the best way to kind of get your message across really clearly and conversationally. We don't speak in, you know, sentences that are four lines long. We just don't. We put natural pauses in when we take a breath. We put natural pauses in when we're making sure that the person we're speaking to understands. And we do that same thing in copywriting. Yeah, no, it's great. As I said, I, I found that out the hard way when I was reading through mine that, yeah, it looks great in my head from years ago, but it's just not conversational. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. It's just blocks yeah. of text nobody cares about. Yeah. So, I, and I found that some people also put those little indentations um, as you're reading through little indentations of a quote that they might've said before or something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't mind those when I'm reading through because if I'm skimming or something, it gives me a little poke of what it was all about. I, I yeah. don't mind those. I haven't used them myself, but I, I'm thinking of including them somewhere because they sort of give you a little pop of a reminder, you know, yeah, like a, like a pull quote, you know, the, yeah. the gist of your article. The other, another really good way to, to focus the reader is to use lists mm -hmm. um, and bullet points. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you can have like quite a conversational introduction to a list, you know, here are some ways that you can blah, 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 mm -hmm. and then five points. So instead of just having a big block of text that explains these five ways, we have the five points and people and try to start each each bullet point with a verb, with an action word that kind of keeps people moving through the rest of the sentence. So yeah, breaking up big blocks of text, um, making, having a mixture of short sentences and long sentences, and really looking at the page as a whole and going, okay, how can I break this sort of into categories and start each little category with its own subheader? So a person can look at the heading, look at the subheads, figure out the gist of what they're reading and then go back and read the body copy. Exactly. That, that's how I find I do it when I read it. So I, I think that's exactly right. I just think that's the way we are now and it just gives yeah. a great flow. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I could talk about this all day, like literally <laughs> because I'm an English nerd and, and I love it um, and I love writing. So um, I've luckily passed that on to my son and he's he's the same. My oldest, no, but my youngest loves writing and, and I enjoy that to see that I can pass that on to one of my, my kids. Mm. So um, I just want those that are overwhelmed, which is the people I work with and you probably work with too, that, that think they can't do it. Um, that, mm -hmm. You know, getting all of this con content that everyone keeps talking about done is not possible. It is possible. Mm. It's There's professionals out there to help you do it. Um, and they can speak like you. Don't think that people, oh, no one can speak like me. Well, anyone can speak like you um, in regards to if you have all that information clear. As I said, like working through how you solve problems, you know, what is your solution? You know, what is your why? If you've got all that, it can happen. So I, I just want people to realize that they're not alone, that everyone goes through this. Even copywriters go through it and, and marketing people like myself, we still have days where we sit there and look at a blank screen. Yeah and wonder what the hell I'm going to write. Um, so yeah, not to feel alone, but those tips are amazing. And I have written them all down here because I forget, you know what I mean? I, I forget all of these tips that are necessary because you get so caught up. Yeah, I've written them all down because I'm like, I'm going to go and implement them in all of my sales pages now because I get too carried away sometimes in my own importance of what I'm writing to, 
to think about the person that's reading it. And it was a great wake-up call for me just then as well to think, no, go back to doing what you're doing proper in the sales pages because, you know, you're right. People want to see it when they read it. They want it quick. They want to know that you're talking to their problems. And I think that's really important. Um, Okay, so if people are listening today, where can they find you if they want to chat to you about, um, you know, SEO, blog, copywriting, um, anything? um, What's the best places for them to find you online? So my website is wordcandy.com.au. I've got some helpful tips on my blog for people who are writing their own copy. Um, And also I am on Instagram at wordcandycoms um, and I try to provide some you know helpful tips for people who are DIYing their copy on there as well. Um, I do a lot of sort of different types of writing so website copy and email sequences and I write case studies and reports and so a lot of sort of different organizations come to me for different um, things so it's always good to just you know, give a call or send an email and say, you know, I need help with this. Like, is this something that, that you can help with? And, and I think most, you know, small business owners, if they're not able to help, they'll always have somebody that they can recommend to help with that thing too. We all seem to be like in it together to help each other, don't we? Oh, well, I think that's what I found in particular the last year, um, being part of, um, you know, female business groups, et cetera. It's all about the combined good, not, you know, competition over, you know, that sort of thing. It's that thing of, oh, look, I don't, even if you are good at it, like I I can write well, Mm. I just don't have the time because I'm also doing so many other things that writing is not my zone of genius at this point. So, but I know what my things are. So I, I feel like I need, it's great to have someone that you can go, hey, this is what I need done. And that's yeah. when having people in your corner for every part of your business, we were just, I was just talking about this with my girls today in the office is just such a joy to have people yeah. in each corner of your business. Even if it is like you say, your blogs on your website that provide some um, do-it-yourself tips. Mm. Um, as long as you know, you've got someone somewhere about each point of your business, the overwhelm will not be there. And that's what yeah. I'm trying to get across to people because overwhelm can it can be helped. It can be eased. You just need to know where to look. And that's what I think um, hopefully the Small Business Cheerleader podcast tries to do in providing value from yourself. Like these six tips um, are just so valuable to people. And now they know where to go if they need yes. to get help. And so they might not have known that that was even an option before. Mm. So Yeah. And I, I think another thing that people sort of, that people get overwhelmed with, which you've mentioned is all of this content that I need to create. And what I do with a lot of my clients, like I think when people have a small business, they go, okay, I want to start with social media management, right? So they'll outsource that because it's difficult and they're not really sure what to do. Um, I think that the most valuable thing that you can do is invest in some help to make big content. So if you get somebody to help you with blog writing, right? You get a blogging schedule, you do your blog ideation, you identify your your primary and secondary blog topics, and you are regularly putting this really good targeted SEO friendly content on your website, 
it becomes so much easier because you can make that blog into an IGTV or a reel, or you can break those blogs up and you can use them for your social media. And so you're not reinventing the wheel on each platform. I think a lot of people want to start off with social media and they end up with this really discreet social media um, strategy, but then it can't go anywhere else. So you're paying this money for these one-time use, and maybe every six months you can reuse them, these one-time use blurbs. If you go big and work down, you get so much more value for your money. And that that out of all of this is the biggest tip, I would say is the best tip. Pay or invest, it's investing, remember people, it's investing in getting those blog posts or content done Um, and having your content pillars about what it is that you really do and then using that content and breaking it down into 20 pieces across whatever it is you want to do. I could not recommend that high enough. If I I have not, if I see another social media account just full of blase stuff that doesn't really have any real deal. And remember, if Instagram or Facebook go away, you have nothing. You have no content if you do not have those things on your website. You own your website. You own those blog posts. Remember that. Your little social media posts you pop up every day, if Instagram or Facebook go away, you have nothing. So um, invest, people. The more you invest in quality stuff, the longer you will have content that you can break down and use. So, um, yeah, that's 100% because... I could not recommend that high enough because, um, and people don't do it. I've been uh, guilty of not doing it enough. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, awesome advice because, um, yeah, once you have that content, you can do anything with it and it gives you, it gives you ideas. It gives you inspiration. You break down parts of it. You create little, um, you know, carousel images on your Instagram with idea, you know, lots of things you can do. Yeah. Yeah, And it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be blogging. If, if, you know, you have decided that blogging is not for you, you can get some help to create an ebook, right? And you get an ebook that you have created that is edited or written with a copywriter. Then you can take out bits of that ebook to make sort of like different freebies that you can use as an opt-in to get people to join your email list. You can make them into social media posts. You can make each little chapter into a blog. You can just reuse and reuse and reuse that content. And you're not reinventing the wheel every time you sit down on Sunday night to plan your week. And and again, you own that. That ebook is yours. That is an asset. People keep forgetting because social media is so easy to to Mm. access that these things are assets in your business. And if you sell your business as well, this is all assets like an email list is. Um, These are assets in your business. So um, the investing the time in getting good uh, quality content before you start throwing it out on your socials is, um, I think, the best investment you can make in your business in growing it um, and providing you with endless content ideas, um, smaller content ideas. So, yeah, no, 100%. I I love, I'm so excited now. I'm so going to go and (laughs) blogs and stuff. You've reinvigorated me again. I'm um, going to go and get all my content back up again. Um, (laughs) Everyone, please, please go and hit Martha up um, on her website. Show us some love on her socials as well. Um, And if you, if this has inspired you to start getting your content pillars together, get some inspiration, um, then I'm sure Martha's got some packages and things that she'd love to talk you through um, that can help. Um, Or hit up the um, do-it-yourself blog post and see if you can 
at least start out. Please start and 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 try and start building your content up for yourself because it's important. Absolutely. Um, awesome to talk to you. Um, thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll hope we'll, we'll see you on socials because no doubt we'll be following everything you do from now on. You see, everyone. Will be <laughs> and um, yeah, and um, best of luck with it all and just keep writing awesome content. Yes. Thanks so much for having me, Nicola. You're right. Okay. See ya.